Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And on the turntable this week, we've got Millennium by the Backstreet Boys. Millennium, 20 years ago now, the Millennium Night was, and obviously this episode is going out on New Year's Eve. Yes. As we head into Y2K20, I'm, I'm trying to get it trending, it's not really... It doesn't really flow off the tongue, does no, it? but uh, we'll, we'll put the hashtag out there and see what happens. Uh, and we're getting the party started early today, aren't we? Ready for celebrations this evening. Dan, have you got anything planned? Yes, we're going to do a potluck dinner. Um, which is where everyone brings a dish round um, and we eat, drink and be merry. And then watch the fireworks at midnight and hope everyone pisses off not long afterwards. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah uh, Don't people out staying the welcome. Oh, no, no, no. And uh, I like to be in bed by 1am. Yes. Otherwise, I'm going home. <laughs> and it's free transport, of course, which is... Oh, in London, I should say. Why do we... The trouble oh, with London no, is, is... We're not London-centric on this no, podcast, we... although we have talked about it a lot. Yeah. There are other places in the world, like... Um... Manchester. Yes, and... Uh... Glastonbury. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, America. Where the Backstreet Boys are from. Uh, and do you know what Pacific part of America? Uh, nowhere near the Pacific, I don't think, actually. Uh, I think it's Florida. They are from Florida. So the Backstreet Boys, uh, it's fair to say their appearance on this podcast has been a long time coming. Um, they were formed in 1993 in Florida. Uh, and they are, in, a, in various forms, have been, has been going strong with, with some breaks and some hiatus, hair hiatuses or hiatai. <laughs> Some high eight eye. Is that the is that official? I don't know, but I'm. It sounds nice. Isn't yes, it? absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, I think Kevin is the only member to officially leave, isn't he? Uh, Kevin Richardson, who left for um, a good few years, about a decade, I think. Um, he's back again. They welcomed him back into the fold. Um, he did a Robbie rather than doing a Brian McFadden, who can't get back into Westlife for love no money nowadays. <laughs> can't get in anywhere really. Uh, well, is, is he a, is he a big lad? Brian? Yeah. He was, and then he lost it all, got with Delta Goodrum, had a fairly successful uh, first solo album, and then... This, oh, he was married to Kerry Katona, wasn't he? They had a messy divorce, sadly. And has Delta Goodrum, has she got a lovely good room? <laughs> she's Australian, isn't she, as well? Yeah. That's so terrible, I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> uh, it's just, been a long Just year. exhaustion, yeah. if anything. Uh, so the Backstreet Boys, five members... Uh, AJ, Howie, Nick, Kevin, and Brian. Yes. Kevin and Brian are cousins, uh, and Nick Carter is, of course, the older brother of Aaron Carter. Of troubled pop former child star mm. Aaron Carter. Sort of um, pop music's Macaulay Culkin, if you will. Yes, although Macaulay Culkin is, was a bit troubled at times, wasn't he? Oh, very well. much so, yeah. Mm. Um, a, few, a few substances, sadly, which... Uh, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, because I think he's on the straight and narrow now. He's in some sort of punk band with pizza in their name, and I don't think will be... <clears throat> Margarita. No, uh, literally the word pizza is in there somewhere, I oh. think. Yeah. The Pizza Boys. Let's say the S. <laughs> I th- oh, no, I think it's the fast food rockers, actually. Ah. Oh. And if we're lucky... No. We no. Ever on this no. podcast. <laughs> I know at times we've had some feedback about our tastes and choices, but the fast food rockers, uh, you might hear tonight if you're a Danny, the local disco. Or a pub or club. Uh, but not on 
Not on our watch. Not on Trap by Track. Uh, the Backstreet Boys, they have released a lot of albums, uh, and they actually released an album this year. Oh, what was that called? Uh, called DNA. Wonderful. Uh, but we're talking about Millennium specifically today. And Millennium was the third studio album by uh, by the Backstreet Boys, released uh, in May 1999. So there's no tenuous link to an actual uh, an album or single anniversary this, this time. It's simply... Um, the best. No, that's Tina Turner. And if we're lucky... No, 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 no. <laughs> So could Dan? Could you say that this for the Backstreet Boys was probably at their, at their peak when this third album came out? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is as well, I was thinking as we were getting ready for this, a lot of boy bands follow that uh, three albums, greatest hits, and then split up pattern, don't they? We saw it with Take That. I think we saw it with Blue. We saw it with A One, and then of course they get back together. But as you said before, the Backstreet Boys have never split. But this album, I think, really was the peak of things. Um, huge hit singles that we're going to come on to talk about and I think it was um, a, a, a global success as well uh, and I will go on to talk about the album reception and album performance later but I think it's time for a bit of music yes absolutely so side one track one and this is like the track by track Christmas turkey this year larger than life Than life there, and Dan, did you know the video for this song cost over two million dollars? Well, make? Uh, to be honest, I'm quite surprised it was so little. I remember this video; it was very epic, wasn't it? Mm. Quite futuristic, a, a bit industrial. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, it was definitely quite epic in a kind of very film ambition. Yes, this was uh, co-written and produced, uh, like almost all songs on this album, by. Mr. Max Martin. Uh, and this was at the height of his um, pop success, I'd say. I mean, he's still going with some amazing tracks now, but he had a real hit factory on the go. Yeah, and just for the uninitiated, if this is your first time uh, listening to an episode of Track by Track and you don't know anything about Max Martin either, Max Martin has co-written NSYNC's It's Gonna Be Me, Britney Spears' Baby One More Time, uh, Katy Perry's I've Kissed a Girl, Maroon 5's One More Night. He's one of the biggest pop songwriters of all time, isn't he? Yes, absolutely. Billy Piper's Day and Night. Did he do that one? Yes. Oh, I forget about that. That's a great song. Um, and currently in the West End, not to talk about London all the time, <laughs> is And Juliet, which is a new musical based on his songs, telling a different story uh, fe- featuring Juliet of Romeo and fame. Which we are definitely going to get our asses into gear and see in New Year. Yeah. What a great start to 2020 that will be. To perk up a uh, dull start to the year. There's always that bit of a lull to the first part. I mean, first of all, you want to relax for a little bit and have a bit of a detox. And then I think, can just feel a bit, you know, everything can feel a bit empty, boring. You know, it's New Year's Day tomorrow, is it? Tomorrow? It's yeah. tomorrow, yes. Um how could I forget that? Well, oh, it's, it's New just, Year's Day today. Could be Christmas and New Year, you just lose track of the days. Yes. Yeah, it's lovely. We'll, we'll, we'll get that booked later, Will. 
So Larger Than Life itself. Co-writer was Brian from the band on this song as well. And there's also Christian Lundin, who worked with Max Martin on um, some other things for NSYNC, Tearing Up My Heart, Quit Playing Games With My Heart, and a few other bits. He's kind of a, it seems a bit like a, a, a mini Max Martin, if you like. He hasn't, he's done some great stuff, some very similar sound. Stuff with Max Martin, of course, not quite had the, um, the impact of Max. Uh, this is a great start to the album, and it's got that... It's a Backstreet Boys sound, but it's also a Max Martin sound, isn't it? It really is. It feels very epic. Um, and I think also the video was so iconic that you, I think when you hear the song, you think of the video. Also, this broke a record for the longest-running number one on MTV's Total Request Live. Did you used to watch Total Request Live? No, I'd never had MTV. Oh, such a shame. We never had the Sky Channels. Um well, it used to be Richard Blackwood on there when I used to watch it. Oh, one, two, three, four, get with the wicked. Can I get it? This is not the first time we've referenced that, Richard Blackwood. No. So let's have a let's hear a little bit. If we're lucky, we'll a bit have a little bit. One, two, three, four, get with the wicked. Can I get a chicks get a women? Can I get a fellas, you know? Real treat, yeah. Uh, he's done a lot, hasn't he? He's performed on stage. He's been a recording artist. He's been a serious actor. Well, if you call being an EastEnders <laughs> being a serious actor. So, lots more we could say about Larger Than Life, but people have got to get ready for their nights out tonight. Uh, so, should we move on to track number two? This is I Want It That. Tell me So that was I Want It That Way. And I've got one word for you after that song, Dan. Go on. Karaoke. Really? It's, Is that because you and I sang the whole thing? We were singing along and we did, were taking ourselves very seriously. All that matters to me. <laughs> uh, but it is a song frequently, not by me personally, but it's frequently sung uh, or I've witnessed to being sung in karaoke. And at the track by track Christmas party, I did give it my, my all. Uh, and if I must say, it was quite good. Quite good. Six out of ten. You did start to talk about the album artwork when I was mid-song, which was quite rude. Force of habit, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> uh, this is one of those iconic Backstreet Boys songs. I think iconic Backstreet Boys and iconic uh, Max Martin songs again. Um, I rem- this song for me is one of those that takes me back. This was released uh, on the 15th of May. No, this was released in May 1999. Um, went to number one in the UK um, but I love just looking back at who was number one before and afterwards so before this song you had um, Swear It Again by Westlife you had Perfect Moment by Martin McCutcheon and afterwards you had Boys Own You Needed Me Shanks and Bigfoot Sweet Like Chocolate Baz Luhrmann Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen S Club 7 Bring It All Back dot 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 um, so yeah just I can I can picture myself playing that now that's what I call Whatever Whenever it was. it was. 40-something. When you said Swear It Again, I thought you were referring to that uh, song by Precious that was a Eurovision contender, but then say it was it Say It Again. again. Yeah. But let's not listen to <laughs> it. 
maybe no no lovely pause I've left there just in case I decide to put it in after all <laughs> um, this was the lead single from this album and to say it was successful is an understatement and stayed in the top 10 in the US for many many weeks in the UK it was at number one yeah I have said that already well but don't worry about did it. you yes don't worry that don't worry Sorry, sorry for not listening. It's fine. You never do when I talk. That's the problem. It just absolutely shatters. It's it's a great song though because it's it's a ballad, but it's also the kind of song that if you put it on at the wedding disco, everyone will be up on their feet, won't they? Even Raising Nana. Their arms. Even well, I mean, a na- and Nana nowadays could have been young when this came out. Potentially. Well, yeah, this was nineteen ninety nine, wasn't it? Twenty so. years ago, and this one was co-written with Andreas Carlson. It's interesting, there's a couple of people too that we haven't talked about before. Um, Andreas worked with, uh, again, he's worked with a lot of the same artists that Max Martin did. So, Britney on Born to Make You Happy, um, Westlife actually on some of their album tracks, and NSYNC on Bye 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 and It's Gonna Be Me. And this has been, I can remember, vividly remember from the music video this, there are some famous parodies that other bands did. Yes. Like uh, The Wanted in the video to Walks Like Rihanna. And Blink-182. And if we're lucky, we will never hear another Wanted track on this podcast again. This weird though, because they just disappeared, didn't they? The one? They were doing really well. Uh, they had some quite catchy songs, but they just disappeared. I, I just don't think there was enough talent. Not so much talent, but there wasn't much charisma or mm. star power within that band. And there's a little bit of them versus One Direction, and of course One mm. Direction, uh, as a collective... We're quite good together as five solo artists. Uh, what was it? Liam Payne's album got to number 111. That was in the US, though, I think, wasn't it? Um, but still, quite embarrassing. And he even took his clothes off on all of those buses and things. So, yeah, uh, which was quite, quite, quite an eyeful. Track number three. <laughs> this is Ballad Territory. Get your lighters in the air. Show me the meaning of being lonely. Show me the meaning of being lonely there. A bit more of a sombre moment. Will, it's, it, it's a ballad. I know, I know, but actually, it's a Max Martin ballad. This is a whole different... It's thing. like an M&S cheesecake versus an Iceland cheesecake. Do you, do you not like an Iceland cheesecake? Well, I do. <laughs> they did a lovely salty caramel cheesecake. I'm not Last Christmas, I'm not sure if it's still still around. What, Iceland or M&S? Iceland. Oh, oh lovely. This song I absolutely love. I think at the time, this was actually maybe still my favourite Backstreet Boys song ever because it's not, you know, it's, it's so easy to go for 
Backstreet's Back or I Want It That Way, but I do think this is a fantastic ballad. It's got a lot of heart to it. It's got great production. Strings in there are beautiful. Um, lots of great vocals from each of the band members. Also remember, my mum absolutely loved this one. Oh, Mother's Pride. Yeah, I think we'd sing it together, hand in hand, looking into each other's eyes. Oh, such a close bond between mother and son, isn't there? Particularly up in the north, north of England. Very much so, yeah. So this one was co-written, of course it was Max Martin, but it was also Herbie Critchlow. Will, do you know Herbie? I'm not familiar with the Herbster, no. He wrote, he's written lots of uh, fantastic songs for um, Five, who arguably were the the, the British UK. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. UK, yeah. Um, he worked on Everybody Get Up, Slam Dunk to Funk, but also your actual favourite British boy band, Northern Line. Ah, worked on "Run for Your Life." Not uh, "Love on the Northern Line." No, can you name another Northern Line song? No, but I did love "Love on the Northern Line." Mm. And if we're lucky, let's have a look. Apparently, it was offered to Backstreet Boys first, who turned it down. Really? No. Because the meaning would be a bit lost on them. Yeah. Um, is the Northern Line your favourite line? Uh, no, the Victoria Line is. Oh. Train every minute. I quite like the Metropolitan. A bit uh, more infrequent, but uh, nice and smooth and lots of space. Oh, a bit like uh, the boy at the chip shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was the, th- uh, the third uh, track released from the album in November. Do you need some more batteries putting in? <laughs> I'm so tired. You keep mentioning it. Do you want um, a little pick-me-up? Yeah, Barocca. Or uh, an espresso. Or uh, espresso martini would be more appropriate. Well, it is a celebratory evening. Uh, so this was, yeah, uh, released in November 1999. Uh, the video for this song was released on New Year's Eve, so very appropriate to mention Oh, no, no, that's why we're doing the episode today. Because the video for the third song of the album yeah. was released on New Year's Eve 20, 20 years, years ago. 20 years ago today, yeah, that's why we're doing it today. Cool, that's uh, really stretching it. A bit like the boy in the chip shop. <laughs> so, track number four now, it's got to be... We're only on track four! <laughs> it's got to be you. It's got to be you! Definitely an album track. Well, yes, I, I agree, but it does feel like a top quality album track. Oh, yeah, top draw, Martin. Who also... knows? Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, who knows uh, if all the album tracks would be that quality? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Just... We know. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you there, Will. No, 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 it's okay. I just wanted to mention one of the co writers as well as Max Martin. Uh, is Robert John Mutt Lang. Now, he has a connection to um, Shania Twain, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yes, he was married to her um, and he worked on her album, 1997, big album. Can you remember what it was called? Come on over. <laughs> uh, massive album, that one. I think that's one of the biggest album, selling albums ever. Um, he's also worked with, so obviously Shania Twain's got the country twang. He's worked with ACDC and Def Leppard. Um, but he has done a lot of pop work with people like, of course, Backstreet Boys, but also Lady Gaga. Uh, and also your favourites, The Lovely Cause. Oh, the lovely girls from the cause. Yeah. And Jim. And Jim. And as well as Max Martin and Mutt on production there, we've got Rami Yacoub. Uh, and like Max Martin, I think they worked together a lot, actually. Well, I know they worked together a lot. I don't know, what, I don't know why I'm saying I think. Um, they worked on um, Baby One More Time together. He's also done some stuff with some artists that I'm quite surprised we haven't talked about yet, but I'm sure we will in due course. Uh, the Saturdays and NSYNC. Oh, both of them are definitely on the long list. Yeah, plenty of other people as well that we probably won't talk about, including Nicki Minaj, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, uh, and Enrique Iglesias, I think we'll... Not for me. No. Track number five now, and it's not a cover of an In Excess song. This is... I Need You Tonight. And I need you tonight. I need you right now. I need you tonight. Really slowed things down there. Lovely. I think at this time of year, when it's a bit colder and it's feeling quite festive, it's nice to have a slower one, isn't it? Also, in no way am I skirting around this not being the album artwork song because there are quite a few others towards the end of the album that are... Do you know who we haven't seen for a while? Yes. A lovely friend, Peter's out. And I think he might be out and about on New Year's Eve. He's on the prowl tonight. Oh, no. And we might see and hear from him before the end of the episode. No, in fact, we will be seeing him before the yeah. end of the episode. Yeah, I think Peter Rout might be here earlier than ever before. <laughs> I think he's probably got another few tracks yet, but then there's, yeah. Yeah. This song was written by Andrew From. Andrew is um, from Nashville, uh, Tennessee, to be more specific. And... He has written songs for uh, Backstreet Boys, of course, but also Westlife. And you can imagine this has been a bit of a Westlife ballad, can't you? It's a bit wet. Wet. Yeah. Wet. Um, wet life. Wet life. He appeared on Star Search, uh, which is an American um, TV show. I suppose it's a bit like... Um, what was what was before Pop Idol? Um, Pop Stars. Even before that. Opportunity Knocks. Yes, I think it was a bit, yeah. a bit of an Opportunity Knocks. Um, but this song, which he performed on there, ended up being on this album. Should we move on? Yep, track number six now, and this is Don't Want You Back. That was Don't Want You Back. Interestingly, I think the Backstreet Boys have a song called 
I Want You Back, don't they, from the first album? Yes, yeah. that's the one I was thinking of. That is vastly superior. Yeah. This never feels like it gets going. No, it's it's not... In, ter- you know, in, this, in the scheme of the whole album, it's one of the better tracks. It's sort of mid to better. But, uh, yeah, I feel like it's getting to a point in that where I'm thinking... Why are we talking about this album? <laughs> we're, we're being a bit brutal with it, aren't we? Well, and that's the beauty of track by track. We're not going to be big promoters every week. No, but there is some great stuff on here. We do it for the Backstreet Boys. It's just um, there's a little bit of filler, and this is one of the. Well, no, this isn't. <laughs> this isn't is one it? of the filler songs. What's going on? There's worse to come. Should we move on? Yes. Uh, just to say that was written solely by Max Martin with uh, Rami Yacoub on. Production again, and it's the same team again for next song, number seven, Don't Wanna Lose You Now. That was Don't Want to Lose You Now. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't they have a song called I Want to Lose You Now on the first album? Did they? No, I don't think so. <laughs> what a great... No, 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 I'm going to hold off, actually. A bit okay. longer. Sure? Yeah. You're chomping at the bit, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> Foaming at the mouth. Uh, not quite. This was another Martin write and produce. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's a quality... Pop. Polished pop. Boy band ballad. Middle of the road yeah. pop song. It's not a bad song, but... It's never going to uh, set the world on fire either. You know, I want another larger than life. I want another I want it that way. I want another show with the meaning of being lonely. I want the one. Well, let's move swiftly on now to track number eight, which is... The one. The one. I'll be the one. One there, that is brilliant. Uh, it's yeah, it's nice. It it just sat. Is it because we know it's a single, and so we've heard it a few more times, or chaffinches? A loud tit, actually. <laughs> Goodness me! Oh, a little robin, maybe just the last remains of the robin from winter, from Christmas. Yeah, I wonder if the microphone picked that up. Hmm. It'd be, <laughs> be lovely if we didn't have to put a sound effect in for <laughs> once. <laughs> um, I think it is, it's single, it sounds like a single more so than the album track. So I don't think it is just because we've heard it more. I think the chorus is just such a hook into the chorus. And this one was co-written again by Brian Literal from the band, who also co-wrote Larger Than Life. So maybe it's him that's bringing the, the pizzazz that make the singles a bit better. Uh, interestingly though so actually probably or maybe not uh, just because it was a single the group actually held a poll allowing the fans to choose what the next single was going to be from the album and apparently they say that they didn't intend for this to be it but Nick called into the poll and said that he wanted this and so the fan, his fan base followed uh, so we could have had something else as a fourth single we could have had got slim pickings don't want to lose you now 
<laughs> this was the fourth and final single, and it was released in May 2000, so well into the new millennium. And the video for this one showed um, moments from their tour, their millennium tour. Oh, every band does it, doesn't they? Yeah. It's normally the final single from an album campaign they where can't they be can't asked. be asked to make a new video, no. or maybe the budget's run, run dry. Yeah, and good for them, actually. Uh, but it is when I hear this song. Although I've never seen the Backstreet Boys live, when I hear this song, I imagine I can I can see them on stage. I can remember that video. It's almost a bit melancholy, isn't it? Yeah, may hope you know maybe they still do tour. And when they come to the UK, obviously, like you said, they had that new album um, earlier this year. They did play a few arenas, I think. So they do come back every so often. Maybe next time I'll pop and see them. Lovely. Maybe we shouldn't play this podcast episode to them. Not the best. Uh, this got to number eight in the UK singles chart, so it was a hit. Track number nine now, and this is Back to Your Heart. call it back into your coma (laughs) well a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork on this album so this is you've got the five boys there they're all dressed in white whenever i think about the backstreet boys they're all dressed in white uh yes i think it is that i wanted that way thing isn't it in the airport with the arms up and it was parodied so i think that's the memory that sticks with them uh, and it looks like they're in a kind of very futuristic tunnel. Mm. Well, it was a millennium, so it was, it was we were going into a futuristic time. Yes, and look at us now. Mm. Not that different. Uh, uh, the uh, With the word millennium across the middle in what at the time would have, I guess, been a futuristic style font. That's font watch, font for, this watch week. for this week. For this year, for this decade. That's the last font watch. Uh, so do follow at font watch. No, <laughs> that, that might be an actual thing, I don't know. Uh, yeah, some people are very into fonts. Yes. And calligraphy. I was into a font uh, last week after Midnight Mass once oh, again. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It happened what again. What a mess. Straight in, no, head first. Mm. So, let's... Uh, which the uh, vicar normally likes to go bottom first. <laughs> <laughs> Do make sure you listen to last week's episode if you want the full context of that story. <laughs> So, this song was co-written by Kevin from the band, along with Gary Baker, who's most famous for writing I Swear, or co-writing I Swear by All For One, uh, and also Jason Bloom, who is the author of This Business of Songwriting and Six Steps to Songwriting Success. <laughs> However, I can't find any songs that he's written. Was that in the, the works? Yes, you can get it for one ninety nine, uh, while you pick up your Top Gear annual. <laughs> Also, was produced by Stephen Lipson, who has produced some fantastic songs. Uh, Don't Stop Moving by S Club 7. We haven't done S Club 7 yet, have we? No. Get them on that long list immediately. Um, and a favourite of both of ours, I think, Jerry Halliwell's version of It's Raining Men. Let's move quickly on track number 10 now, and this is Get Your Castanets Out. Well, that's a weird title. Spanish Eyes. Oh. <laughs> What's
So that was Spanish Eyes, which was about as exciting as a Spanish omelette. <laughs> I love a Spanish omelette, but when you get them, you know, when they come in the backpack, yeah. it just looks like vomit that's been backpacked, doesn't <laughs> God, it? Disgusting. Do you know, party season and all that. Mm. And um, I got off the tube last week. Uh, and there was a woman who had blocked the whole of the exit way with her a line of vomit. Oh. It was absolutely relentless. Oh, what colour was it? Uh, bright yellow. Oh, God. Christmas party season. Is, yeah. Obviously, we uh, we like a drink all year round, but there are some people that only really let themselves go at Christmas. Yes. They just can't hack it. No, whereas we, it's, we play the long game. Yeah. Yeah, a few bottles uh, every Drink night. every day. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, when we left, we left at separate times when we saw Hot Chip a few weeks ago. Uh, there's someone hurling up outside of the lovely Alexandra Palace. I think they must have just quickly checked uh, to see how long the train journey home was going to be. And uh, quite a shock. <laughs> so, listeners, you might have guessed from this chit chat that we haven't got a lot to say about this song either, other than the fact that uh, it is the tenth track on the album. Uh, all I will say is it's it's the second song by Andrew Fopp, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, and it's also co-written by Sandy Linzer, who's best known for A Lover's Concerto, Let's Hang On and Working My Way Back to You. But I've only heard the latter of those three songs. Just a quick word around the performance of this album. So it was uh, reviewed really highly um, by All Music Entertainment Weekly, Rolling Stone. It spent 10 weeks at the top of the US album charts. And it also did really well in the UK as well. So say what you like about the content, it was a big hit. Track 11 then, the penultimate track on this album, No One Else Comes Close. No one else comes close to you No one makes me feel the way you do You're so special girl to me And you'll always be eternally Every time I hold you near always see the so that was No One Else Comes Close. That's a cover, Dan, if you mm. can believe it. I wasn't aware it was a cover until we really got to look into the album. I don't think I'll go back and listen to the original. <laughs> Not inspired by it. Who was it by? It was originally by an American singer called Joe, and it was written by Joe, Gary Baker and Wayne Perry back in 1997. It didn't do very well. Well, it did all right. It got to number 41. Hmm. Interesting, though, that it's written by Gary Baker, because, of course, he did co-write the Back to Your Heart song. So perhaps uh, I imagine the lads are in the studio. We talked about another song that he's worked on, and that's how it came to be. But that's just my imagination. That's just me and my imagination. And if we're lucky... <laughs> no, we won't we, play we, Sophie. We did Sophie. Yes. Yeah. Lovely Sophie. Right, final song? Yes, final song. And this is, Dan, what you said when you got that Dyson Airblade. Back in summer, that sweltering summer. The perfect fan. You showed me when I was young just how to grow. You showed me everything that I should know. You showed me just how to walk without your hands. Because mom, you So that was The Perfect Fan, which sounds like a lovely ode to a mum. 
Which, yes, I think it was. Um, well, lyrically, you took the words right out of my mouth. First of all, I want to say what a lovely thing it is to write a song to his mum, who has presumably passed away, and um, include it on an album that's going to sell by the bucket load. But personally, it's a bit schmaltzy. It's, it's just, a saccharine sweet, isn't it? Yeah, I couldn't ever just read out some of the lyrics. God has been so good, blessing me with a family who did all they could and have had many years of grace and it flatters me when I see a smile on your face. Dot, dot, dot. It's... The thing is, I think for both of us, Will, uh, and tell me if I'm speaking correctly on your behalf, this album started out fantastically, larger than life. I want it that way. Show me the meaning of being lonely. Great album track with It's Gonna Be You. Um, and then it just did, with the exception of a couple of tracks, become a bit of a ballad fest. And not yeah. a great ballad fest. And I, Peter's here, actually, so he's, he's already here. Come in, Peter. He's, he's taking a seat. I think he's going to go in the fridge. Uh, and crack open a bottle. Yeah, and it, he's got some... They look like quite dodgy fireworks he's got. They got them from Fat Elvis. <laughs> I hope as long as he doesn't go letting off in here, that's fine. So that's the end of the album proper. And Dan, further listening, what should we talk about this week? Well, the thing is, we both... I think we both agree that Backstreet Boys are a fantastic boy band. They're one of the biggest boy bands in the world for a very good reason. It's just that there's been a lot of this album that we didn't particularly love. So, let's each pick our favourite non-millennium Backstreet Boys song. Dan, I'd love it for you to go first. So, thank you, Will. So, I would love to go for the second single from the next album. So, this is The Call. I love that one. There's a real narrative to that to that song. Yes, there is. Um, being out with the boys and all that kind of thing. It's, it sounds a bit like the female version of Whitney Houston's It's Not Right But It's Okay or that kind of thing where it's just some people going out, things go mm. wrong. The whole storytelling thing, like you said. Um, I've got a really disgusting fact for you. It links nicely to Peter letting off earlier. Um, so part of the bass line of this song comes from Howie from the band being in the recording studio letting one off himself and Max Martin turning it into part of the baseline for the song. It's absolutely revolting, but a great story. Yes, fantastic. This was uh, a big hit, got to number eight in the UK and in the top 20 most other European countries and some worldwide as well. Also, if you're remix fans, there are loads of remixes, in particular Thunderpuss, uh, Neptunes and Fragma. Fragma, oh, uh, and do you remember Toka's Miracle? Who could forget? Oh, lovely! A fantastic song for New Year's Eve to have a bop to, don't you think? Yes, if we're lucky, we might get thirty seconds to just have a quick thirty-second dance. You lift my spirits high. Does count 
count as your further listening song, Will? Uh, no. Rules absolute, is rules. No, absolutely no? not. Okay. What are you going to go for? So, same album, Black and Blue. And this is a, not a single, but it's an album track on here. And it's called Get Another Boyfriend. Is quintessential Max Street, Max, Max Street Boys, <laughs> Backstreet Boys, and Max Martin together. And some people might say all Max Martin's songs from this era sound very similar, but you could have said the same thing about Stock Aiken and Waterman back in the eighties as well. Absolutely, and there was nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I, I love it's not it's not it wasn't a single, but it's always one that sticks in my mind from that album. It's a solid song though, because obviously this was the. And the track listing of the album, you've got The Call, which I've chosen. You've got Shape of My Heart, which is the lead single. Then you've got this one. So they clearly knew it was a great, strong song. And it was the, that's when it was going to be the first uh, non-single to be heard. And it is Max Martin and Rami Yacoub, who we talked about earlier on uh, writing and production duties. So, um, yeah. Good choice. I liked it. I did have this album on CD, but I don't think I played it too much. So I'd kind of forgotten the song existed. You were just starting to grow up a bit at that point. Well, yeah. I think maybe so. It's all gone backwards now. Uh, and quite right too. Mm. So we're out of time. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please do head over to Apple Podcasts where you can find almost 80 episodes of quality, questionable... Uh, quality innuendo. <laughs> yeah, innuendo bingo. Music podcasts, um, track by track, of course. And if you enjoyed this episode... Please do give us a like and a rating slash review. I don't know how it all works, but it would be lovely for this New Year's Eve. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next? Well, we're not here next week. What? So, with the new year comes some new beginnings. Track by track is going to continue. Let's get that out there right away. But... It's going to continue in a brand new, bigger and better way. And to get ready for that, we just need to take a very short break. Also, and I think I mentioned it a few times this week, I'm absolutely shattered. You look tight. If you wasn't talking, I'd try and bury you. Oh, Dan. Uh, no, Track by Track will continue. Uh, uh, as we're, we're going it alone. We're going solo with Track by Track. Yes. Um, for the new year, for 2020. Uh, and we'll be back very soon in January uh, with some brand new episodes. So it won't be too long. The wait won't be too long. We will, of course, be resharing some of those classic episodes for New Year's Day. It's like watching Red's the Lost Ark and then the spectacular episode of Track by Track or something like that. <laughs> uh, personally, if I was going to go and re-listen to any episodes, I'd go back and listen to that wonderful Scissor Sisters episode we did. Such such a laugh, that episode. What fun. I think I would have to go for the wonderful Duran Duran astronaut episode that the lads in the band enjoyed so much they shared it across their social media platforms, which was a real treat. Also, uh, there are two Banana Rama episodes to, to, to tuck into. And, of course, let's not forget the Pet Shop Boys. How many now? Four? Four. Yeah. Four episodes. And probably 
Another one to come. More to come next year. Quite soon. (laughs) (laughs) You said too much (laughs) without even saying anything. But we'll be back very soon. Thank you for listening in 2019. Yes. And we must wish you all a very happy new year. So until next time, and for the last time of this decade, and as the Trash Music Podcast, I've been Dan Bull. And I've been Will Warren. Goodbye. Goodbye. And happy new year. Happy new year. Oh, quite emotional actually. <laughs> <laughs>